Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I never want to go through that again, but that pain that I went through for five months really inspires me every day to think about the ROE. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. In the last episode, you heard Esprit interviewing Remy Brixton from Freck Beauty. And if you haven't listened to that yet, you really should. Today's episode is an excerpt from an episode of Remy's podcast, Skin in the Game, where she interviewed Esprit. Have a listen. I made so many mistakes just because I was trying so hard to win. I also didn't believe in myself enough early in my career. And I just wanted to create an ecosystem for us as a community to uh, to achieve our dreams. And so people, even if I could save people 1% of the pain that yeah. I've had to go through in being an entrepreneur, um, I felt really proud in doing that. And so in 2012, I created a video series called the We Are Light Tech video series that eventually led to the podcast and eventually led to like online channels. I was so traumatized from my uh, my hardships as an entrepreneur. I didn't even call my business a business. I called it a concept for several years, even oh, when what? I had staff. I remember once I did this event and one of one of the awesome people that was working with me, she's like, you know, this is a company, right? Like I work for you. And yeah. I, I was still calling it a concept. Even wow. then I was just really resistant to the idea of business. Like I didn't want to take money from people. Like yeah. I, you know, and, and that's how I learned the hard way that in order to effectively serve community, you need to build a sustainable business to do so, whether it be nonprofit or for profit. If you don't have the resources, you can't afford to serve people and to bring value to their lives. And so then the podcast and the online channels, eventually in 2015, I built what's called the Experience Club, where I served LA tech professionals over 400 offline experiences from skydiving to dinner parties to wine and paint nights um, for them to form meaningful relationships. So far, there's been a married couple out of it. There's people <laughs> living together. There's co-founders. People yeah. have moved, relocated to Los Angeles to work for some of the LA tech professionals they've met. It's it's quite extraordinary. And um and I'm really proud of building that. And I and I see um, the offline connection is the future of social networking. I know. Um, isn't that of, so funny? And like, so just as a side note, like we just want Instagram to go back to the beginning of Instagram. Right. Like we're doing all of this work to build our social channels and be able to reach more people. But really what it is is so that we can make 
friends and colleagues like we've just met here totally and gone to lunch together yes. just because we wanted to meet each other totally. for our sh- for the show totally um so it's an interesting thing that as humans we're kind of like reverting back yeah. my, <laughs> but, my sloppy one-liner for we are la tech is i move digital connections to meaningful offline relationships within the los angeles tech community i love that but how do you turn from a concept to a business how do you monetize this like how, sure. how what kind of clients do you yeah. draw totally so i mean i think the first thing was owning again that I was a business owner and that was a huge hurdle and I had this um, girl who's super awesome she was uh, an MBA student Melissa worked for me and she would repeat the mantra this is a business and I needed to hear it and she would repeat it every day that she came into the office this is a business Uh this is a business and then she got me saying this is a business and I'm like ah this is a business you know and I just had to understand that and then um and then with that you're like okay how does this business become sustainable, um, become um, this awesome person that I met. Um, There's an office space in Los Angeles called Industrious. And one of the team leaders in Industrious used the term ROE, return on energy. How how do my actions and my operations not only provide an ROI, a return on investment, but also provide an ROE, return on energy? Because when I was producing those 400 events with the We Are LA Tech Experience Club, at the end of that, I actually couldn't walk for five months. Like I had physically exhausted myself so much that I created like, a problem in my body. And I think it was my body showing me, you need to slow down. You need to reevaluate how you do things. Like you are not serving your health. And I had to rebuild my health. And now, I mean, I never want to go through that again, but that pain that I went through for five months really inspires me every day to think about the ROE. Like, am I living a healthy life? Is it a life that is fulfilling, full of joy? And it doesn't mean that every day is going to be great. There's probably going to be a lot of like not so great days because it's a hard road being an entrepreneur. And so, yeah, I'm always just like reevaluating everything like that and making sure that my days feel good and I'm doing the best I can to be the best leader I can, to form the strongest company culture that I can, and quite honestly, to have the best operations that I can. I think if I were to give my my beginning entrepreneurial self any advice, it would be to focus on processes, to um, really be diligent about follow-up, and... Um, and to believe in myself. That's so funny because that's literally how I end most shows is what would you tell your past self? <laughs> that's <laughs> well, so funny. I, got you. <laughs> I have been experiencing some weird health issues too that seem to be completely unrelated. And so it's crazy as, you know, we were talking about earlier about is your brand yourself and you're talking about your sports company. It's like you really do internalize yourself in your business, your business and you are the same thing, at least for at least when you're in a startup, especially when you're well, a startup, okay, wait. probably forever. It is okay with me if We Are LA Tech doesn't exist tomorrow. I'm really proud of what I built. I'm proud of the impact that it's already created. I hope for the benefit of the community that it can exist because I think it's a wonderful, wonderful company serving a lot of people in a positive way. But if simply it is not meant to be financially sustainable, like it just simply can't exist. And that has nothing to do with who I am as a person. I've done right. the best I could possibly do and it just wasn't the right product market fit or whatever, you know? Right. Um, that's not how I visioned my sports company. It was entirely different. Right, yeah. right, right, right. If Freck ceased to exist, I would be very, very proud of the work that I had done. However it's hard when you're in it to separate yourself from your business. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I still know that I'm Remy. I have passions and experiences and people who yeah. love me completely outside of my business, but I 
when I'm in it, when yeah. I'm in the office, when I'm putting out a fire, yeah. it really does feel like you can feel like the physical connection to totally. it. Totally. So going back to your point about acknowledging that you have a business, it's not a concept. It's, so scary. it's a business. It's terrifying. And I think that, um, especially when you have employees, I mean, and just yeah. people who rely on you, yeah. it just, the bigger it gets, the scarier, scarier it Not can even rely get. on you. People who believe in you. Yes. It's rely, but also believe in you. Yes. I'd say the hardest part about my sports company not realizing the vision is I felt I let down my team who believed in me. Yes. Um, now, they don't agree. They have all individually told me are you kidding me my life is where it is because you gave me the opportunity you gave me I wouldn't be the on this tv show today I wouldn't be a leading cameraman I wouldn't be the developer all these things so I've heard unanimously from my former staff that they are so grateful for the opportunity but as a leader as an entrepreneur as someone who is so committed genuinely and believed myself that we would be like the Google of action sports yeah. and not becoming the Google of action sports. I felt like I let my team down. Yes. Yeah. But she didn't. I didn't, but it's still hard for me to wrap my head. Do you know my current company is still so different than my sports company. Uh, when I see my sports company, I feel like nostalgic. I feel like it's a family member. I feel like I feel so many emotions that are different than we are like attack. It doesn't mean they're better or worse. It's just different. Like I don't ever want to be married to a company or brand like that again. I think it's awesome and beautiful and, and gut wrenching. And, um, and I don't think it serves the company well to be that intimately married because you make more emotional decisions. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm happy I went through the experience as difficult as it was and still is because when I look at any of it, it's just like you feel it in your soul. It's just. Yes. I love my sports. Like today, it doesn't even exist and I love it deeply. Every single person that worked for me, I just think about them all the time and I love yeah. them deeply and it hasn't existed for years and I feel like it exists inside my body still. Like that's gnarly. To listen to the full interview, click on the link in the show notes or search for Skin in the Game in your favorite podcast player and maybe hit that subscribe button. As always, you can connect with extraordinary women from around the world at womenintechvip.com. And we are at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So say hi, and we will see you in the next episode. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.